listeners and now viewers as I uh, am simultaneously recording this podcast for YouTube as well as recording it for Spotify. My name is Alex and welcome back to Super Simple Podcast. If you missed last uh, episode then I really don't know why you would listen to this one first but either way if you like to work backwards that's fine with me. Let's do it that way. So to start this one off I wanted to actually take a moment to address a couple things that needed to be brought to the light and number one being the audio issue in last episode. So, I want to start off by saying that I apologize for the way the audio was in the last episode. I did not realize it until I went back and listened to it as I, like, rushed it out. And the audio was not good at all. Um, There ended up being a power issue with the mic, but it is sorted out now. And as you can see, I'm back on track. So the second thing I want to talk about is, as of this morning, when this podcast will be posted, um, I actually had gotten like locked out of my Buzzsprout account, and I'm not quite sure why, because I've been paying them the money to keep uploading episodes and whatnot, and for some reason they have just completely locked me out of the account and won't let me access anything on the website. So, uh, since Spotify and YouTube are free, I decided, screw Buzzsprout, we're just going to dump them. I won't be uploading there anymore. Um, If you did dominantly listen to the podcast on Buzzsprout, then I would ask you to please move to Spotify or follow me on YouTube, which if you're listening on Spotify, yes, I do have a YouTube channel now. Um, It is super simple podcast, same as it is everywhere. Um, I was able to search it in the search bar earlier and it popped up, so hopefully it's that easy for everybody. If not, somebody reach out to me and I'll I'll figure out a way. Um, I do know I posted the introduction video to the Facebook page, so if you follow the Facebook page, you probably saw it. If not, uh, like I said, just search it up on YouTube. It should show up. And the last thing I wanted to talk about is the new set in stone schedule. So if you've been following since the beginning, you know that my schedules are all over the place because I was kind of so excited to get into this type of thing that I just rushed into it. And I do have a full-time job. I do have a social life and all of that. And it got to a point after to where about a month I felt like the podcast was like a second job and it just wasn't fun to do anymore. So I've decided to pull back just a little bit and instead of, I'm going to admit it, I tried to show off, I tried to be different and I thought that if I released three episodes a week it would generate more traction to the show because I'm consistently dropping episodes three times a week and what it ended up doing obviously was stressing me the hell out and I just had to pull back from it then I went to a two episode a week release and now we are set in stone for the last five episodes of this podcast they will be uploaded Friday night at nine o'clock so how I would usually do Monday and Friday We're dropping Monday, and we're going to just Friday. So, again, this will be the last episode that is uploaded on a Monday. But the past two ones have been a little inconsistent with the date. So, I I said I was going to release this one tonight. So, by God, I'm going to release it tonight. So, 
Um, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So if you missed the last episode, I left off on part five. So now we're just going to jump into part six and keep running. So part six was released in 1986 and was written and directed by Tom McLaughlin, once again featuring a now all grown up version of Tommy Jarvis, played by a third actor this time, Tom Matthews, who would go on to portray Tommy in the video game. If you play Friday the 13th, the video game, then you know that like there's a certain part where you get to play as Tommy and he's considered like the hero of the game but he's really not any better honestly maybe there's people out there that can freak it with Tommy I don't know I'm honestly the same I just I, I shoot Jason once and then I spend the rest of the game running around screaming <laughs> but I think the servers have actually dropped for that game I'm not a hundred percent sure but I don't think they have servers for it anymore also, you can probably notice the glare from my script on my screen, and I apologize for that. I do not have contacts right now, and we're working on getting lights to better counteract this, and again, the green screen will be up and working at some point. I just figured, cool lights, and I would record a spooky episode with cool lights, and this isn't really spooky at all, but you understand. So, this movie full-throttled the idea of Jason being supernatural, as this one opens with him rising from the grave and killing Tommy's friend after they attempt to dig up the body and burn the remains. All of this happens because Tommy stabs Jason with a metal fence post, which is then struck by lightning, Frankenstein reanimating the corpse. And it's literally just like that. Tommy is like, you want to see my fatality? And he pulls out a metal fence post and stabs it and then it's like yeah and lightning strikes and jason's back so then tommy flees to the police station and is locked up for the majority of this movie because they believe him to be insane having been released from a mental hospital not long before and if you followed along with the podcast you know why because this poor child was not only played by Corey feldman but was tormented pretty much the majority of his life by nightmares of the fucking worst goalie in hockey history. So this movie, as well as a lot of the other movies, I'm just kind of kind of skim over it because it's like expected with this series, but this has the typical formula that all the successful films in this franchise had. Jason shows up, kills some people at Camp Crystal Lake, and then is stopped at the end and left for dead, and obviously he's not dead. This time, however, being left anchored to the bottom of the lake, alive, waiting to be set free. So that's the, that's the scariest version of Jason, in my opinion, because I don't like deep water. I don't like deep, murky water at all. And one of the fears of being at a lake uh, in the water is... Jason, and that's an it's an illogical fear, but I grew up my entire life just being absorbed into horror movie culture, so it comes with the territory. Little Miss Cat. Oh man. So this movie actually got positive reception due to Jason being so prominent in the movie. And again, force them to redo the whole anthology aspect and just look at this as, oh, well, guess we're back to Jason. Which at this point, why would you even try? Like every single time you branch off into an anthology style story, it immediately flunks and you guys have to turn around, go back and bring Jason back. 
And then within a movie, you're like, you know what would work, though? If we tried to turn this into an anthology film, that's how you make some money. And it just, you think they would learn their lesson, but they really didn't. But this movie was going to finish the Jason story, and then the next movie was supposed to follow Tommy and, like, a whole new situation, doing the whole anthology bullshit. But uh, then there came part seven, The New Blood. And if I have to be honest, this is probably one of my least favorite movies in the entire franchise. I mentioned it back during the, I think, Halloween franchise when I did that review. There's just this thing that 80 slasher films did where they would bring in a character that like had some type of ability that set them out to be greater than the threat they were facing, and somehow they still ended up being worthless by the end of the movie. You're about to see what I'm talking about. So The New Blood was released in 1988 and was written by Emmanuel Fidello and Daryl Haney and was directed by, not the same guy, John Carl Buchler. This time they decided to go to the whole supernatural abilities route with the main character, and again, making this my least favorite in the entire series, they decided to give this character telekinesis. Mm. But this also introduces Kane Hodder to to portray Jason, and Kane actually goes on to play him multiple times after this, and that's honestly one of the roles he's most known for now. So he came in late to the game, and just sweat people away with Jason because he's this huge hulking shit house of a man in real life. He's terrifying, but apparently he's really, really nice. So this movie opens up with a little girl named Lincoln, one of the dumbest fucking names I've ever heard, by the way, killing her alcoholic father with her telekinetic powers. So they're like in an argument and she she jumps in a boat and like floats out into the lake and he runs out on the dock and she gets mad causes the dock to collapse and he drowns but she brings back jason years later in an attempt to help cure her of her mental disorder when her psychiatrist brings her back to the spot where her father died only for her to then get mad, obviously, because she wants him back. So she tries to use the powers to literally bring his his corpse out of the water, and she ends up freeing Jason instead. So he then begins to pick off uh, some kids uh, that were like partying out nearby that camp area. Um, but eventually Tina, who is now involved, uses her powers to attack Jason and breaks his mask, revealing his deformed face to everyone. This movie ends when Tina's dad's spirit emerges from... Oh, God, I, for... <laughs> I forgot how terrible this is. This one ends with when Tina's dad's spirit emerges from the lake and drags Jason back down, allegedly drowning him. This film ends when someone finds Jason's mask in the woods and whispers can be heard. Yeah, they straight up like pulled some Star Wars Force Ghost shit and had him come save his daughter at the end. What's surprising, though, is that this movie was actually successful, earning a total of $19.1 million, which back then was a big deal. But it wasn't such a, a big, you know, fan favorite or, you know, the critics didn't really like it that much. But somehow it made enough money to keep floating. Which has now led us into part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. 
if you can't tell by these titles by now, this series is getting dumb. Like, really, really dumb. And, yeah, it brings us to uh, Part 8. Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, this movie was released in 1989 and was written and directed by Rob Hedden. Were you, were you high? Were you on drugs? Uh, this was received as the poorest performing film in the entire Friday franchise. This one just made dog shit at the, at the box office. And it opens with a couple on a houseboat that are attacked by Jason after the boyfriend tells her the story and then proceeds to prank her with a hockey mask and a knife, which has already been done in this series and is a clear callback to the fact that Friday the 13th blatantly ripped off Halloween in the beginning. The boat anchor then drags across some underwater cables that shock the body of Jason, bringing him back to life. This movie sees a group of kids being attacked while sailing to New York City for schooling, and there's just really not a whole lot to say about this one. It's really bad. It's literally just Jason on the streets of Manhattan. It's it's pretty bad, but not as bad as Part 9, Jason Goes to Hell. This movie is dog shit. Absolute dog shit. But the ending is cool. Let me explain. So this movie was written and directed by Jay Hawley, Adam Marcus, and was produced by the OG himself, Sean S. Cunningham, the director of the original Friday. This film is also just intensely boring, in my opinion. Jason even isn't even really in it except for the beginning and the end, because in the premise of this film, Jason is going around possessing people and forcing them to eat this black gooey heart in which he then takes over their body and so on and so forth. He just jumps from person to person. And they really did not learn from the past. It was like their whole formula is Jason makes money, so let's take Jason out. Okay, so we don't have the money, so let's bring Jason back in. Okay, so Jason's in this movie and it still sucked ass let's bring Jason back out of the series. Like, who comes up with this shit? Who decides this shit, man? Again, this one is just super, super, super boring. There's nothing going on majority of the movie besides watching a bunch of people rip off the Terminator, except for that ending, because this movie ends with a shot of Jason's mask laying in the desert sand, before Freddy's claw comes up, grabs it, and drags it to hell, and you hear Robert England's laugh. Now, this movie came out in the late 80s, and they were already setting up a Freddy vs. Jason timeline, but sadly, that wouldn't come for an incredibly long time. Because then we move on to Part 10, Jason X. And just like all great slasher 80s franchises, it's time for Jason to go to space. Because why the fuck not? You want to make even less money? Send Jason to space. So, Jason X was released in 2002, and this one sets Jason up on a futuristic voyage taking place predominantly in the year 2455. A group of scientists take the body of Jason Voorhees after learning about the killing spree he went on in the 80s, noting that he has some form of immortal properties that they want to study. 
Earth is now a dead planet, having been abandoned for an extremely long time, making Jason's life miserable. He doesn't have people to kill anymore. So scientists bring him back on board their ship and attempt to study him before waking him up and allowing him to wreak havoc on everyone on board. There is also an android being built in this movie by one of the crew members that is basically a leather-wearing John Wick. If I had to compare it to anything, she's a sexy leather-wearing John Wick. At one point in this film, Jason also becomes infused with futuristic metals, creating Mecha Jason, who, I'm not gonna lie to you, is pretty fucking scary. He's got, like, this, these fiery red eyes, and it's super, super fucking scary. Oh, notice my red light. How about that? I might have already pointed it out, but I was super excited to have the spooky red ambiance for this one, so I hope it, I hope it works. But, um... And this movie ends with Jason riding, or with a man riding Jason's back as he basically comments his ass into another planet, hilariously named Earth 2. If you're a comic book character, uh, especially DC, then you know why that shit's funny. Um, which sees human life just living as normal, allowing Jason to presumably leave the, the lake and once again go on a killing spree. And now... In 2003, we are brought Freddy vs. Jason, written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift and being directed by Ronnie Yu. Featured an extremely early 2000s metal soundtrack and finally pitted two horror titans against each other in one blockbuster movie. This film opens with a monologue from Freddy explaining his backstory and letting the audience know that kids no longer fear him, making it hard for him to come back from the grave, so he wakes up he wakes up Jason and sends him to start killing in Springwood, hoping people would assume that Freddy is back. Although not a fantastic film, it definitely delivers on its promise of a fight between Freddy and Jason with one coming out on top. If you've seen the movie, yes, clearly Freddy doesn't die, but you can't watch that movie and tell me Jason didn't give his ass the fucking Camp Crystal beatdown, dog. So the acting is not great, um, but again, that's fine, because Freddy and Jason are meant to serve as basically the main characters, and they are portrayed by Kane Hodder and Robert England, um, you know, which they they are the, the bit, they're some of the best in the horror movie genre, you know, everybody knows Freddy and Jason, everybody knows what they're from, what they're about, what, you know. You have to know, even if you've been exposed as a kid or you grew up to watch horror films or hell, if you didn't even watch scary movies to begin with, you have to know who Freddy and Jason are. But we are now on the final film of this entire 12, 13 film franchise. The Friday the 13th, oh, there it is. I said in part one that I, I kind of pronounced that shit weird. Friday the 13th remake. So now we are finally on to, again, the very ending. It's sad to say, but this is the end, people. This is the last Jason movie so far. This movie was released in 2009 and was a pretty solid remake. I mean, it, some people could consider it a terrible film, but I enjoy it for what it is. I think it pulled back on the the silly aspect that these movies had like established themselves to have and then it tried to go straight for horror 
And I hate the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I think it, it's one of the most dog shit horror films I've ever seen. But I don't hate this one. And it actually stars Supernatural lead Jared Podolecki as the main character Clay, who is traveling to the now abandoned Camp Crystal Lake in, in hopes of finding his sister who went missing years before. Jason's backstory is basically copy and paste here, but it is revealed that he actually did kidnap Clay's sister and is holding her hostage due to her uncanny resemblance to a young Pamela Voorhees. And it actually has some pretty decent scares and some cool looking visuals, which I thought would at least allow it to go into a whole branch of sequels, but unfortunately, the movie died or the franchise died with this movie. That's all for the script, so watches it bloop disappears. But yeah, uh, that that was the last uh, Jason movie we've gotten so far. So I want to talk a little bit about my personal opinion on this series. So I love Jason. He's like my favorite horror movie character. There's like a top three tier list for me, but Jason's like straight at the top. You can't see it because of the red light, but I actually have a shelf full of the horror uh, collector figures, and I have like two or three Jasons in that row. Um, I've got a Jason candle right here on my table. I've got a Jason tattoo on my arm. I'm a big Jason fan. Uh, this was like one of the only horror films as a kid that didn't actually spook me. I really enjoyed watching these movies, but I was scared of shit like fucking Child's Play. But I really, really enjoyed uh, the Friday movies. Of course, there's some dookie ones. Just like every movie series, there are some dookie movies that, you know, you could easily get away with skipping if you were watching a full lineup. But I feel like the Friday 13th is uh, series is just one of those that you should watch every film in the series because they're very back and forth. And with a lot of them, even if the scare factor isn't there, it's still funny to watch. It's still entertaining to watch the bad acting and the, the bad plot lines play out. But if you, like... Don't haven't seen the remake yet and you're like sketchy about seeing the remake, I highly suggest you do. It's not a terrible movie. It's just terribly acted, but of course Jared Podolecki, who is uh, Sam and Supernatural, he's great in this movie. He's great in like everything he's in. And this was one of those instances where they wanted to kind of take both of the, uh, the characters from Supernatural... I say characters, but it's Jensen Ackles and Jared Podolecki, and make them actual movie stars. So Jensen Ackles went on to do the My Bloody Valentine remake, and Jared Podolecki went on to do the Friday the 13th remake. See, I said it weird. And both of them really failed. Like, both of those movies did not do any good. They did not... Uh, gain sequels they did not really gain traction but I think in terms of fans they gained a lot of those because they're genuinely they're decent films I mean I say remakes and reboots are two completely different things and everybody knows that they are but when you you come for a remake like they did with Friday it's not bad, but you are, for a couple good scenes, you are seeing, like, play-by-play -play from the old 80s version, 
but then it's laced with all this new shit, like new kills, new plot lines, new storylines. Like, Jason would never kidnap a girl and, you know, not hurt her. Like, I just, I don't buy that. They set him up to have the scared little kid mentality in this one, but the entire series has panned him out to be this psychotic, hulking shithouse demon. So, I don't know. You can take with it what you will. I mean, that all of this is just my personal opinion. But Friday the 13th film series, I give it a... Mm, still being one of my favorite horror series, I'm still going to give it like a... Let's say 6.5 out of 10. Uh, it could be a hell of a lot better, but it could be a hell of a lot worse. And... Um, that's a close on another franchise of mine on this podcast. So, if at any point you do like this podcast, don't forget to go back and check out my other episodes as well as start checking me out on YouTube. I am not going to go back and record the past 14 episodes live action for YouTube, so I apologize. I'm just going to put the Spotify link in the YouTube channel description and everybody can just kind of float back and forth so yeah if you're checking this out on youtube please like and subscribe as it's really going to help the channel gain traction and i really want to reach as many people as i can so that i can start having genuine conversations with a lot of fans and whatnot so yeah like subscribe share uh, comment down below if you want to have a conversation with me i will reply it's not hard um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, then thank you so much for clicking play on that episode. And, uh, I, I really appreciate everybody checking me out. I know I'm starting to gain a little bit of traction, at least in my eyes on social media. So that means a lot to me. You guys kick ass. Um, it really makes it, makes me want to do this more now because at first it was just a hobby and now it's becoming like a love thing for me. That's why I didn't want to burn myself out on it originally. But yeah, that's where we are. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Check out the previous on Spotify. Like, subscribe, do all that, you know, silly social media bullshit. And uh, I'll see you again Friday at 9 o'clock. Love you guys so much. And as always, have a great night.